0: Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Okay, so before I introduce my guests, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've been watching this week. And I have watched a lot, finally got to really binge over the Thanksgiving break. It was so great to relax and just watch TV. So let's start in no particular order, the undoing finale. Oh God, hated it. Hated it. I enjoyed the series, even though it was kind of dumb. I really enjoyed it. Couldn't wait to see what the twists would be, the who done it, and boy, was I mad and disappointed. So in case you still haven't seen it, sorry for the spoiler, but I'm at least not saying how it ended, but I don't even know if I'll recommend it. I'm, I'm, I was, I was resentful that I, that I put all my Eggs in that basket. Um, I watched a very cute movie on Hulu called "The Holiday." Sorry, called "The Happiest Season." It's like a, a queer rom com, which we don't get often. That was really cute. I watched "A Teacher," which is a series on Hulu with Kate Mara. Oh boy, it's kind of Lifetime movie esque, but also really good and addictive. So I'm in on "A Teacher." I finally watched "Casual" a season and a half of "Casual" on Hulu. I really was on a Hulu binge. Um, I never saw Casual and I always wanted to, so I finally got into it. I really am enjoying it. I'll probably make that binge last a while because it's four seasons. And lastly, I watched the John Belushi doc on Showtime, which I enjoyed. It was really good. I recommend it, especially if you're into sort of SNL in those early days. Okay, so now to my podcast guests, Sarah and Miriam Cantor, who are also my first cousins. I've had them on before. We are very close. We're like sisters who talk and text all the time about... Everything, really, but especially about pop culture. We all are obsessed with The Crown, as I've talked about before on the podcast. And because it's based on real events and we love the royals, we dove into season four, the most recent um, series on Netflix. If you haven't seen The Crown, I've said this before, I highly recommend it. And please enjoy my chat with the cousins. Well, here we are reunited again. The cousins, Sarah Cantor and Miriam Cantor. Welcome back to the podcast, cousins.
1: Thank you for having
0: us. Listen, back by popular demand by us. (laughs) thats We're the ones demanding (laughs)
1: it. Whatever. And the family. And don't forget my mom. Right. (laughs) And I think Miriam has a few friends, too, that enjoy
2: it. Right. Oh, yeah, they do. Shout out to Jackie Rogan, our biggest fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never hey, Jackie. fan. Hi, hey, Jackie. Hey, Jen <laughs> Well, listen, I think this is going to have some universal appeal because if you are not, I've said this to my listeners already when I do my little intros about what I'm watching, I keep saying if you're not watching The Crown, you need to be watching The Crown. And just quick mm-hmm. caveat yeah. that although I don't usually cover scripted television, this is based on true events, so it makes it reality of reality. So... Haters back off. <laughs> we are, and plus, I do want to talk a little bit about the Diana doc in her own words because that definitely dovetails with this. And Sarah's now listened to like 16 different podcasts about Diana. So you're going to know more than all of us. I hope so.
1: I listened to the only podcast you need to listen to about this.
0: Which is what? Give it a plug. You're,
1: well, now too. reality of reality. <laughs> you're, you're, you're wrong about. They do a full in-depth five-parter And it's basically everything that you don't know about Diana, which after you listen to it, you'll realize how well the crown did in the depiction of Diana and Charles's relationship. But I digress.
0: Wait, Okay. so just tell us one thing that it doesn't portray that we will be shocked to know.
1: Um. Well, they didn't really get into the fact that she pushed her stepmother down the stairs. Oh, I saw
2: that. I didn't know what you <laughs> yeah. were talking about yeah. with that or someone said I, that.
0: Right, I feel like I saw that on social media. So did that yeah. actually happen?
1: It actually happened. When she and was the, young? Just, no, when she was either a princess or engaged to Charles. I don't remember. But the the takeaway was that like, she's not a she's not a Disney princess. She's not like a, she wasn't like a perfect little angel that just kind of fell victim to the royal family. She had her own issues, which I think they also did fairly depict in The Crown. But but yeah, like she was a fully formed person who had a lot of issues in her own family. Why did she push
2: her stepmom down the stairs?
1: She pushed her step because her father and mother... They, I'm gonna give you the wrong story now, but they got divorced and like, there was no love in her family growing up. And then I think her mom died. And then once her father remarried, her, her, her she and her siblings chose to just hate the stepmother oh for God. no rhyme or reason. And then they just got into some huge fight. And yes, she said that she pushed her downstairs.
0: That's very Jane the Virgin. Yeah, really. Wow. All right. Well, that's dark. Okay. I mean, look, I don't think,
2: I mean, she was dark. She was dark person. She was, but I I didn't feel like she was a
0: fully formed person. Like that to me was, I mean, we're just diving right in the middle here, but I feel like that was the whole problem which is like, she was a child basically when they met, had no idea who she was and then was kind of like fine trying to find herself in this insane circumstance of being a princess, right? Like it just was so effed up yeah it was like yeah shit. she was too young she was
2: too young she had and i guess they say that she really formed that eating disorder which really was disturbing at first i was like oh why are they giving that disclaimer at the beginning but then it really was upsetting um but they say she developed it while she after she became princess i feel like you know those issues ran really deep though i mean like beforehand and everything
0: I didn't realize how bad it was. Did you guys? Like, you know, you I read about it no. and knew about it. But um, once we, they, the way they depicted it and also in the documentary, I mean, she, it was a full-blown... Like, the night before she got married, I don't think they... cut. Co- they didn't cover that in The Crown, but they covered it in the documentary. The night before they got married, she went crazy. And she said it was, like, the worst binge like episode she's ever had
2: and it's crazy that they all know everything that they all knew it's like they're so gossipy in the most you know, know i don't know if you'd call it waspy i guess like aristocratic way but they know everything about everyone there's no dark secrets like it's all
0: talked about And they said what she said in the doc was that they completely didn't understand it because in their mind, it was the bulimia that affected the marriage and made it bad. Not that it was a symptom of the marriage being bad. Right. Not surprising that they don't have full psychological grasp on the situation.
1: were, Were eating disorders like a known entity during this time? Like, was it talked about?
0: It was like just because it was when I was, you know, right around 1213. And it was there was like, yes, like that was just starting like anorexia was being written about and talked about. That was sort of like right at the the beginning of it. In my mind, Mm. maybe it wasn't. But but still, it was very much in the shadows. I mean, I don't think it came out until way later that she was struggling with it or what they even knew what to make about what to make of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's back up a little. We really just dove right into Diana here. So this season, well, first of all, let's just say that The Crown is the most perfect show ever. I was trying to think today on my walk, is there one critique I have of it? I personally, the only thing, and this is not even really a critique, is just that I wish they had kept the same characters because I don't think that they needed to change them. But then again, we got like this incredible cast, so it didn't hurt the show. It was just a little jarring, but that's really the only thing I could think of. Otherwise to me, it's a perfect show. Do you have any critique? I
2: I feel like sometimes like every now and again, they hit you over the head with those, like the metaphor, like the parallels Mm -hmm. between, you know, when she like went to the, when she had to pass the test and they were like stalking the, uh, whatever they were stalking. I forget. There's so many weird terms that they use. Oh, the hunting. (laughs) Yeah, the hunting yeah. and like stalking and like whatever right. they were doing. <laughs> right. um, Didn't do so? Sometimes they,
0: yeah, diddly didly biddle <laughs> <Diddle-biddle. laughs> But
2: they, I feel like sometimes they're a little bit obvious about that stuff. But yeah. you know, I don't really care. It's a perfect show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Sarah, any criticisms?
1: Um, no, but that one episode where it was from the point of view of the man, kind of down on his luck. That took a really Whoa. long time for me to get into. Okay, okay. So the episode. Yeah, maybe yeah.
0: that's our only critique is like you don't have to cover everything that's ever happened in history.
1: It, it, that, <laughs> I don't think that needed to be like, um, you know, like the A plot. It
2: could have it yeah, been. Yeah, it could have been a B. Yeah, they could have been. And I felt like that was a lot of what they did last season. It felt like that was like a throwback to last season, which I don't think was my favorite. Um, this was probably my favorite season.
0: This wow. or, episode, or season two. Season two was incredible. I have no memory, yeah. so they're all my favorites. Same, I love
1: them all <laughs> equally. I
0: barely remember this season, but I took notes, so that's the only way we're going to get through this.
1: <laughs> I, I I barely remember Claire Foy like ever being on the show. I just it was know what cool, she was.
0: To, right? So, did you read? Was she? Was this filmed for this season? That little flashback, or was that mm. actually from another season? I
2: didn't I, know.
0: Anyone yeah, know? I feel like
2: it was probably filmed for it,
0: but I have That's no idea. I That's what I assumed. She yeah. looked a little older to me, but I, I wasn't sure. So oh, okay. this season, we are introduced to Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best Nailed take. It. <laughs> it has to come from, like, the depths of your soul. I was listening to this interview on Fresh Air with Dillian with Anderson, and she was trying to teach Terry... Uh, Maybe I'll put a little clip of it, how how to talk. And she's like, you have to sigh into
2: it. How do you get more air in your voice, more breath in your voice?
1: It's kind of sighing, sighing at the same time.
0: Try it. Try it, Terry Gross. Like sighing, (laughs) sighing at the same time. Like this? Do I sound? (laughs) Do I sound as authoritative as Margaret Thatcher? (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Like it actually hurts my body to do it. What a crazy voice she had! Her whole, the stature of Thatcher (laughs) was crazy, right? (laughs) Thank you. Her curtsy. I like that.
2: (laughs) Well, I read that Jillian said that um, that she was really bird-like. Like in the way she that, does and look when like a you bird. think about it, she is like a bird. Like just the way she walks, it was it was everything about her was oh very. My God, you're
0: so right. She's such yeah, a bird. Like bopping
2: her head. Yeah, she's such a bird.
0: And kind of an bird. asshole. Let's be real. Like it was really hard to like her. Was that her reputation yeah. at the time? Th- that's
1: what the history books say. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, <Is> what, she- <laughs> that's what Wikipedia said after. <laughs> Cause she was like, wow, what
0: a jerk.
2: <laughs> she <laughs> can, was like, it was, <laughs> was that she pulled herself out by her, by her bootstraps. Right, right. And she did, you know, and that's what she expects of everybody else.
0: Well, I liked so, that part of her. I liked the like no time for shenanigans because the Royals were all about shenanigans. So they invite her to Balmoral. I think in the second episode And they were just up to all their stupid tricks with their hunting and their hibble-bibble games and, you know, drinks before dinner, but you can't wear the same thing to drinks that you wear to dinner. And she was just like a fish out of water.
2: Margaret had no time. She had no time for that.
1: Can I I just have, I have one thought about that. Like, I'm sorry, I am not anywhere close to being a prime minister. And I feel like I would have done my homework before I go away for a weekend with the Royals. Like, I feel like you would know to wear your hunting clothes.
0: Well, I would so think I that they would tell, I would think they would give her the instructions before the weekend. Well, they said like, did you bring your shoes? And she's like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but she's so
0: hyper focused
2: on her job.
0: Right. That I don't think she
2: has total, to-
0: workaholic.
2: <laughs> total workaholic, total um, workaholic. And she was, she's an interesting brand of woman because she really hated women.
0: I know she was like the anti-feminist feminist or she was the unwitting yeah. fe- feminist, I guess. Totally, it was. It she was, was
2: like, "Ugh, I'd never elect a woman. She's right. like, She's I'm actually like, never going to have a woman." Don't work with me. worry, I'll
0: have an all-female cabinet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this reminds me. Like, I feel like the parallel is also like a Lifetime movie where they get invited for the weekend, and everyone's in Patagonia, <laughs> and like the big city New Yorker comes in with her her stilettos and doesn't know what to wear. Yeah. That's yeah. the American version. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, right. Exactly. Um, her husband was kind of winning. I liked him. I don't really know anything about him, but he seemed like a normal dude.
2: Yeah, yeah. Him and that and that poor daughter. They were um, just the A long suffering <laughs> daughter,
0: and that horrible son that she was obsessed with. Ugh. Oh,
1: I know.
2: he was, I was like harley really? That's your favorite kid. He's
1: horrible. <laughs> so speaking, he,
0: he, Go ahead, sir. The, the,
1: the husband gives me. Um, co- Kamala Kamala's husband vibes Doug Doug
0: Doug Emhoff Doug he is Doug Emhoff. yeah because he was perfectly happy to be the number two unlike Philip who still I mean this is the first season where he's not whining his ass off every second
1: <laughs> such a whiner I could hear him whine all day but like
0: <laughs> exactly god he is probably my favorite I hate to say it
1: he's, pre- I second. he's
0: so incredible incredible yeah. he's his met- acting is. Ugh. yeah
1: every oh, oh this was
0: Yeah, go ahead, Sarah.
1: I was just going to plug Outlander because he's amazing (laughs) in that.
0: (laughs) Really? Is he British in Outlander? He sure is. God, I love him. You want to hear something really interesting? So I sent you guys this recap, the Crown recap that Netflix does, which I really like. And they did this interview with Prince Charles. I don't remember his, Josh, somebody. And he was saying that um, he started studying... Tobias Menzies, the guy that plays Prince Philip, as opposed to um, the actual. um, Wait, okay, sorry. Prince Charles. Yeah. So he he was watching a lot of videos of Prince Charles to kind of like master, you know, the accent and the way the cadence of how he talks. But then he just started studying Tobias Menzies portrayal of Philip because he's like, well, he's his son. He's going to have like that sort of nasally intonation in his voice. And that's why I thought this season they sounded so similar. I don't know if you noticed that.
1: A hundred percent. I was that. so, Im- I totally noticed and yeah. I was totally impressed and I loved it.
2: Wow. I'm so I glad thought he-, he was so good. Charles <sighs> like really came alive. this oh season. My I God. mean, obviously it was like more spotlight on him, but I mean, that fight, bet- and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that the fight between. Charles and Diana, and I think it was the last episode when he was like, I th- I think about Camilla morning new Like, I just thought he was so incredible in that scene.
0: Incredible. I mean, there were so yeah. many layers to his performance. And well, OK, we'll get we'll get to him and Diana and the Camilla triangle in a minute. But but I just want to focus on him and Philip because I, their relationship was so interesting. I mean, Philip basically pronounced that he has a fate or had a favorite or has a favorite still alive, for God's sakes, um, hanging on, uh, sure. and, on, Anne. <laughs> um, and then his relationship with Charles was so fraught. And I thought it was really interesting in the first episode with Dickie dying, which by the way, I don't know if you read about that, but Dickie actually didn't die in the blast in real life. He was basically near death, but he didn't die till later. But anyway, that whole scene, I thought in the first episode gave me chills where, you know, uh, Philip was saying that Dickie was like a father figure to him and then became one to Charles. And it was important to Philip because Philip never had a father, really. And and Charles was like, yeah, he was like a father to me. And Philip was like, you have a father. That was like, oh, my God, like he totally hated his. They had a terrible relationship. That's my take.
2: Oh, definitely. I think that. I don't know where, it, I guess, yeah, he always favored Anne. And then, you know, he just thought that Charles had his place in line. You know, he's the he's still the king to be. <laughs> so I guess he just was like, God. maybe he was jealous or whatever it was. But yeah, they definitely had a fraught relationship.
1: Well, he li- he liked Anne because she was spunky like him. She had a backbone. She had grit. And Charles was sort of, you know, he was like, Charles, like, like theater Charles liked theater, and he he, he was—he—he just—he didn't have the—he—he was he just he did not I guess, meek. I don't know what you want to call it. He just didn't have this. Anne and Philip shared so many same of the same qualities, or not. I mean, maybe Philip saw qualities in Anne that he wanted. I don't know, but it's Philip. You know, I mean, Charles was just like—I don't think he liked. Or maybe that
2: Anne, and maybe that Anne was a woman, and he didn't see her as like a competition too in a way or something like that.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Right. I think you nailed it though, Sarah. I think the grip part, like he was too emotional. He was too whiny, which maybe, oh, you know, he, yeah. maybe he saw he that in himself. A himself. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, entitled. Uh, but again, Philip is all those things too, but um, right, the- yeah, there, but it was interesting that Philip took such a shine to Diana, which I didn't, realize like they had a really interesting, actually kind of sweet relationship. Did, did anyone right. else the whole time that you were
1: watching, just like you knew it didn't happen, but in the back of your mind, you were like, don't hit on her. Yes. Don't hit on her. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. It was definitely a little sexual charge there. But oh, I, yeah. and, I, and I think you're right. That might have had something to do, at least in the, you know, later years with with Charles, with their relationship where he might have been jealous because Diana was she was it. It could
1: have been the it could have been the actors. I mean, Tobias maybe just had some chemistry with her. I don't know. Like that could have not existed in
0: real life at all. But they definitely portrayed it that way. So did you know that um, Edward I mean, sorry, did you know that um, what's his name? Andrew was her favorite in real life because that's apparently a thing. Why? And that's why question. she has
2: she like protected
0: him now and, yes. and all of that. Well right? Yeah, apparently you're not the favorite anymore. But yeah, like <laughs>
1: so A, I did not know that. And B, I must have fallen asleep during that episode, which I thought was like weird, <laughs> by the way, which was like weirdly like sitcom Um but I, I didn't I, I didn't see her announce him as the favorite. I thought she was like, Oh, she announced
0: it. Like- it. Philip Philip announced it like later in the episode. He's like, Andrew, <laughs> yeah. clearly, and she's like, What? so yeah and the way she kind of lit up and didn't really like hold his feet to the fire when he was going on and on about how awesome that 17 year old was but she
2: played she was played the queen so well in the and and i love that oh. when she met with all the kids amazing she needed and a you, saw all, all you, of you saw her shortcomings so much and you saw why they were so messed up each and every one of them every time they'd each like expose themselves to her and she was like Okay, well, that was We're it. done.
1: By the way, speaking of,
0: to your point, cool Mira,
1: story. <laughs> yeah.
0: To your point, Mira earlier about hitting metaphors too hard. She literally was like, "Well, it turns out that Mark might be the one lost in the desert, but it's our children that are lost.
1: All right. four of them,
0: <laughs> which is so true. I mean, and uh, but yeah. you know, I mean, hello, you literally didn't raise them. They are spoiled yeah. little rich brats. Like, of course, they're going to be lost in the desert."
2: That was another good scene, Lee's that you talked about, about when she yelled at Charles about being a whiny little entitled (laughs) brat. That was great. She's like, you literally have it all. Shut up. Yeah. She was like, you don't really have to be married to her. Just literally take a picture with her sometimes. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) That was like the one time they ever just said what they meant.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was so fed up because she was so tired of his bitching. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. well, then let's get into the 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 triangle, the love triangle. It was so delicious to dive into this. Like we've been hearing about this for so, so long. And here we we see it in full bloom. Like basically, Charles and Camilla grew up together essentially, were very close, had, I don't know if their affair started after she was married or before, but they were together basically the whole time on and off while um, he was engaged, while he was with Diana, married to Diana. And everybody knew about it. It wasn't even that discreet. And then Camilla strangely tried to befriend Diana, but that scene at lunch was brutal. Oh, my God. What is your take on the whole thing?
1: I think they were. To, they started to sleep together. I think when she was on a break with her, oh. when she was dating her then, her then boyfriend turned husband. Okay. Um. So they'd been together for a while. I was like, this lunch. Like, I I've tried <laughs> to feel, you know, be like justice for Camilla, but like that lunch really painted her as the villain. There. I mean, Charles set it up, I guess, but she really, sort of. Um, you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like uh, portrayed her dominance at that lunch. And that was it. Yeah, Yeah. She took
2: advantage of her. She's like, I know. Yeah. She's like, Charles loves me. I love Charles. I'm older than you. I'm wiser than you. I mean, she just like, yeah, that, that lunch was brutal. And Diana was so vulnerable. And, you know, I think that's what everyone fell in love with, you know, her vulnerability. She was so real Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that's, you know, it was funny, actually Jackie, our biggest fan, she was like, (laughs) she wanted more of a payoff in terms of like, was there some, like what brought them together in the first place? Was there anything there? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And I'm, I thought like, I think Charles saw in her what the rest of the world saw in her, which is, she's a really light, she was a warm, she just, you know, she was the person, she was the people's princess. And I think he saw that I don't think he was in love with her, but I think he saw that. That was my opinion of what they did together.
1: I think you're giving him too much credit. I, I think I think he saw, like, I see what you're saying, but I, I just think he saw a really young girl who who checked all the boxes, who admired him, who who had a crush on him and didn't challenge him in any way. And it was like an easy out to whatever his you know, fulfilled his duty. He could still see Camilla. But I don't think he saw what the rest of the world saw at the beginning at any rate.
0: I'm right in between you guys. I feel like you're right in the sense that he was an old maid, basically, by everyone's Mm -hmm. standards. They're like, when is this dude's going to get married? He's into his 30s. You know, that's all they cared about. It's like, who's going to be the queen eventually? And she showed up at the right time in the right place. Clearly, he felt pressured to get married. He, She she checked the boxes in terms of coming from the right background, which, of course, is all they really care about. She's also gorgeous. And I think that, to me, Mir, he fell more in love with her beauty and really not... I, I think he found her, at least in the way they portrayed it, to be totally vapid and uninteresting as a person.
2: Yeah, but she, she's... Diana's beautiful, but she's not like traditionally I don't think she's moving yeah she's not traditionally beautiful there's just something about her too that gives her that that you can't stop looking at her in that way but like yeah she's not there is something more to her than just like a pretty face in that way
1: something else they go into in the five-part series about them is that he really I think he looked at her as a blank slate because he constantly and they touched on it in the crown he was constantly trying to fill her like basically fill her brain with his interests like he did never try yeah. to get to know her as the as as for who she is he just wanted to have this like vessel basically to, to step into the shoes of Princess.
0: Yeah, listen, here's the truth. The truth is, I think I texted this to you guys. They both at heart are huge narcissists in different ways. And ironically, oh. they both wanted the same thing, which was to be adored, to be the center of attention, to have that whole filled. You know, they both had, like you said earlier, Sarah, troubled childhoods in their own ways and <laughs> lack of love. Let's say that, the lack of love. I don't think you say- Charles had a troubled childhood, but they were both children. They were both arrested development human beings who needed the same thing from each other. And here Charles is trying to get it, well, getting it from somebody else and yet feeling the pressure of the world on him to stay in this relationship with somebody that he doesn't love. And I'm not sure if he ever loved her. The The guy who plays him on the interview, he he says that he believes he did have love for her. And it just was I'm not clear, like that incredible scene when they're in Australia, when they have that oh, big that's row. That's my favorite episode. Big row. Yeah. And then they come together and he's like, but I love you. That's why I want it to work. And I don't know if he knew. That what was love weird. Was. I felt like
2: that kind of came out of left field.
0: I think he didn't even know what he was saying.
1: I don't think he They they should. We all know they should never have gotten married. They're never in love. Um, And I think probably. And from what I've heard, like years after they were divorced and there was no more pressure for them to have a relationship, they actually were fond of each other in the final years. Like they had a love and affection for each other. Yeah. I mean, that's,
0: I like hearing that. I
1: heard. Yeah. But I, I just and tell me if this is going too far here, but I do want to say that weirdly, Charles's love and affection for Camilla is one of his most winning traits. Because yes. right? Because he like he's in love with this like smart, sassy, not you know, unconventionally Horsie. beautiful <laughs> if woman. You yeah, yeah, and yes. they're
2: still together. Yeah, that's what they're you know, that's what My mom said they're like, literal soulmates. Yeah, they their love story. You know, the the true love story played out. It really did.
0: So, what happened ultimately? Because we're not up to that point in the crowd So she, so they separate, and then does she then leave her husband? Like once they separate, yeah, I
2: don't. I don't know what happens after. after Sarah, that.
1: do you have any? I don't know what happens to their Intel?
0: husband. I don't. I have I know nothing because he says to her in the crown, like, if I leave her, will you leave your husband? And she's just like, it's never going to happen. Well, I think she never thought that he would that they would get divorced. Yeah.
1: What we what we gathered from earlier seasons, if I can remember any of them at all, is that I think she actually like really loved or was like infatuated with her first husband. like. It seemed like she had a real connection with him. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what Ann, that's what Anne was saying. Yes. That's what she was. Yeah. She was like, no, she loves that her husband. Harsh. Yeah. That's, that was way harsh. They're I so harsh Ann. with each other. I know. Oh my God. She's my, she's my favorite. I, I know. Think.
1: I still wonder like Mom. the way they portray it. It's almost as if Camilla just loved the attention that she got from Charles. Like it almost seems like he, like it was clear that he loved her more than she loved him.
0: She needed, she loved being needed. That's how I right. took it. Like she loved to be the phone call when things were going badly. Like it is kind of amazing that it worked out with them because she seemed like as long as it was illicit, she was into it. So yeah, right. let's jump ahead to the avalanche episode, which is the penultimate episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was <Pen> intense. <laughs> do you guys want to do your best Margaret Thatcher now? As long as we're... Let's Take it doing away, Mir. Mir, do it. No, sorry her you hers. do it. Well, we haven't heard Miriam's yet. Yeah. Penultimate. <laughs> <laughs> oh pen <laughs> it's good. It's very manly.
1: <laughs> I can't. I, it's so it It's hard to get to that register.
0: It's a very deep <laughs> register. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the avalanche episode, you, sorry, you knew about this. I didn't know that this happened. He basically almost died, Charles. Me neither.
2: Oh my God. So much drama in their life.
0: Right? So they go on this trip to the Swiss Alps and they're with a very, they're with Andrew and Fergie and then this other couple and he dies in the avalanche, which was like one of their best friends. So sad. And so huge news. So did you see that the wife was really upset that they depicted that? Because she had asked them. Yeah, I was reading about it. She apparently had specifically asked the Crown, like Peter Morgan and the Crown producers, not to portray it because it was too painful for her. She was pregnant with their daughter when he died. Oh, my God. And she's like, it's too traumatic for me and for my daughter. Well, the daughter wasn't alive, but still like to see this. And they did it anyway. So, yeah, you don't think about the real people in that way until you read I know. something like that. Well, you got
2: to sign a deal with Netflix like um, Harry yeah. and Meghan did to get their story written out. That's what I read. Wow. Yeah, that they, like, signed a deal so that they could have some control over oh my God. what's told from their story.
0: So we're never going to see their story. Yeah. Unless it's from them. Yeah, unless it's from them. So... The avalanche episode, Sarah, were you going to say something about it?
1: No, I just like, I mean, the culture vulture in me wishes that we could see the the Megan and Harry story on the ground. But right. The the decent person in me understands why we're not.
0: Right. So. Since you probably don't recall, let me remind you that that episode opens with Diana's surprising Charles by dancing to "Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Who's Billy Joel?
1: <laughs> Joel. Jo- Joel. Joel. Jo- Joel. Billy
0: Joel. You don't know who Billy Joel is. That was my favorite part.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was. and her
0: burned to
2: him and she was like you had your own ballerinas dancing for you
0: Mm -hmm. i love love when they bring up the old shade yeah so but that's what i mean by narcissist like you know there's no planet where he wants to see you do this oh my god and then when she did it again (laughs) with the video
2: that was worse that was worse it was so cringeworthy Let's oh diana. my god
1: in another life diana would have been like a TikTok celebrity <laughs> like living her best life behind her phone camera dancing oh, yeah.
0: like, she was Charlie S- d'amelio really? in another life it yeah. was
1: interesting
2: to to see diana portrayed like that because i never knew that side of her right like i like that the crown really they didn't hold back with their portrayal of her at all you know they I never knew that really about her, how narcissistic and kind of like off she was in that way.
1: Just like, yeah, it just felt so, um, like, I just don't understand what it like, just not bright. Like, why, why would you think that that was the move? I mean, it was sweet and I think, and I think it played well in the room, but wow.
2: The dance was well, She was, was like, better. okay, so he doesn't want it in front of everybody. Okay, fine. So in her mind, she was doing the right thing, but no.
0: His reaction in that scene, just sitting there silently dying inside and then cutting to him going off to Camilla about it.
2: No, he went off to Anne. I remember he said to Anne, "He's like, I have to fake,
0: I can't smile anymore.
2: Like smiling is hard.
1: (laughs) I know that we're supposed to feel sympathetic for her then, like as a viewer, but I know for for her, but I honestly, I understood where he was coming from because I hate when people give me gifts that are more about them than they are about me.
0: Mm -hmm. Classic narcissist. Classic. (laughs) Classic. So the last episode was... Amazing. It was called War. And that's the other thing. Every title of every episode is a double entendre also. Avalanche, war, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's where they cover Diana's trip to New York, where she hugs the babies in Harlem who have AIDS, which is so moving. And that was, you know, her incredible legacy was her humanitarian work and just clearly how she connected with the less fortunate in terms of, just feeling intense empathy.
2: Well, and really at that time, it was really people were so yeah. afraid of people with AIDS. So right. for her to do that, and I said it to you guys, I'm like, you're going to cry at this one scene. and you both Of
0: course. Know it. And I remembered yeah. those pictures in Damn. real life. You know, there were such powerful images. But again, Charles makes it about him. Like you knew what you were doing. That was going to steal the spotlight off of us onto you. Like, how dare you?
2: Well he was like, You hurt Camilla.
0: Oh yeah.
1: God. <laughs> she's like she's Camilla. Like, Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. She's like, bitch, what?
0: That was <laughs> God. Insane. That was
1: awful. Yeah. He yeah, he's a shit. he's totally shit. Is this the guy. kind of commentary you were looking for? <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I mean Do you think he was a crappy father too? Because they depicted him as a really crappy father.
1: He kind
2: of seems that it doesn't seem like he's so close with William or Harry. I mean, how would we really know? But I wouldn't know.
1: He seems like how he is with pretty much everyone else in his life, except for Camilla, like not offensively horrible, but like not great either. Just sort of like somewhere in the middle, like a passive dickhead all the time.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Like the way he, the way he is with his other siblings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Remember, he like told his brother, he's like, nobody cares about your wedding. You're not in line for the throne. Right.
0: It's interesting that they don't, the the oldest two don't really seem, it's almost like it's two different families, which which Elizabeth said, or no, Philip said at some point in the series, like, you, I wanted the first two. And then you were like, oh, actually, we're not done. We're going to have two more. And Philip was like,
1: ugh. <laughs> I know. And Must the queen we? basically said she, she, she basically said she did it just to see if she could. Like, yeah. It was
0: just yeah. It. <laughs> She's like, I guess I could be a better mother to these two new ones. Cause I'll Plus, pay meanwhile, attention after to them. just
2: like popping out a kid. I'm like, who would go through that just to prove it to themselves? Like well, she had crazy. easy
0: pregnancies. Remember? Uh, yeah. But still Jesus. Remember when Diana was um, sick and the queen was just like, Oh, my pregnancies were nothing. Yeah, Yeah. That
1: was, I wonder. I wonder if she said the same thing to Kate Middleton when she went through her, all of her horrible pregnancies. Yeah, Kate had thinking
2: three of that. horrible. I love, by the way, that everyone's like, "We want to see what happened with Meghan and Harry," and like everyone skips right over <laughs> Kate and Will.
1: <laughs> I I'm Someone interested in them too. I'll oh, take I any am. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just
0: give it to me. Yeah. The kids were so cute in real life watching the doc and then so cute in the show. Like They were just adorable little boys. So sad. It made me realize
1: how much Harry and um, Archie look alike.
0: It made I me looked, realize went... how much Harry looks like that riding instructor. I know. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> just saying. I know. I was like, are they trolling us with this? They what's were. Happening?
0: Like identical. Yeah. It's like Harry was playing yeah. him. <laughs> yeah i <laughs> know i also didn't know that she was like blatantly openly sleeping Me around neither. What Me a neither. Rebel.
2: and i love again that everything was like the worst kept secret everyone knew everything yeah
0: and nobody care. really cared i mean they cared to the extent that it could embarrass them but they didn't care that they were stepping out on their marriage it's just like as long no. as you don't embarrass the family it's fine it was uh, their, their duty to the crown. Duty? Like, their duty. And uh,
2: how about like, um how about Princess Margaret? Like, I feel like they're kind oh, of yeah. like, looking we for a place to- for her only because they have such a good actress.
0: Absolutely. Like, I think she mm. kind of
2: just, right, we already kind of played out her story last season.
0: Yeah. Although I did appreciate her episode this season. It was so well done.
1: Like yeah, yeah Mir, maybe so well I agree accurate. with you, but I don't care because I I was completely um, entranced. Like I loved that yeah, whole episode. I don't I don't think many people could tell that story and keep all of us engaged <laughs> for the whole yeah. time.
0: Yeah, there's so the story was about well, it was about her kind of going through just like a midlife crisis or depression, and then finding out that they have these secret hidden away cousins who were disabled and basically like brought shame on the royals because like god forbid there should be something in their jeans
1: disgusting
0: yeah it was really gross and i thought i was actually surprised by her reaction how vehement her reaction was because they never really painted her as caring before right yeah.
1: That didn't, I know, that didn't that ring went,
2: through, right. but God it, didn't yeah, it didn't track exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I have to say her, <laughs> definitely flying, didn't care. her flying off to like her bungalow
0: and yes, like, her, I want like, that bungalow. Glows,
1: always a little buzz. Like that was such a mood. And I, I wanted to be there with her.
0: Wait, is that in the Seshalies? I was too lazy I to look it so. up. <laughs> Me too. But I just knew I wanted to go there. I want to go there and I want to know yeah. where they filmed it. Cause it was yeah. gorgeous just a bored she- rich woman with no purpose in life yeah literally i know it's I'll crazy it. how now like we've been with the series for a while now since i think they started it in the 40s did we started yeah 40s? whenever she became queen and now we're in the 80s it, like up until even where do we end it we ended it like where they were about to separate although it was unclear what year but we're getting closer to what feels like something we recognize. I think it was like the
2: very late eighties, early nine. Cause she went on that trip. I looked that trip up. I think it was in 89.
0: Oh, the trip to New York. To New York. Yeah. I love in the last episode when Philip and Diana kind of have a showdown at Balmoral and Philip says, basically they're always going to be outsiders and they're like, you know, planets around the sun and he said, and I quote, she's the oxygen we all breathe, meaning Queen Elizabeth. And it's all basically all of this is just a way to get closer to her and get her approval. Diana calling her yeah. mama, mama, mama. But Lise, <sighs> remember
2: when I said you both agreed with me that if this show was about like a king, it wouldn't be interesting. Like thank God it's the queen. It so wouldn't. Totally.
0: Yeah. Why is that?
2: (laughs) You both agreed. I'm holding you to it.
0: (laughs) But why do we agree? Is it because of mommy issues? Yeah, why do we agree?
2: (laughs) Well, especially this season with like Margaret Thatcher, it was just so focused around these like very interesting Mm -hmm. female characters. Yeah. You know, and Diana, I mean, like, forget it, so...
1: Maybe because it was more of like a complex role for the queen
0: and yeah, for exactly king, He would just the be king, like, "It's I'm just the like, king. yeah, it's
2: like Flauger, like yeah."
1: Of course,
0: I'm the king. I don't have to get comfortable <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the role. <laughs> By the way, something interesting I did look up or I did see later. Did you know that? So there was that very poignant scene with Margaret Thatcher and the Queen when she resigned, where she gives her that medal of. Honor or service, which is beautiful. They actually became friends after that. And they had this really warm relationship until she died, until Margaret Thatcher died. Which I thought was surprising Mm -hmm. and kind of sweet. Woman to woman. I think the
2: Yeah. And I think the Queen Yeah, she respected like this hard the hardworking woman that loved that, like she said, that loves the country. They both put the country ahead of themselves.
0: All right, so any final thoughts on the crown or on Diana in her own words?
1: Well, I I have a question. Um, Who do you think in the royal family is watching the crown? Mm.
0: Totally Harry and Meghan, a million percent, 100 percent. Thousand percent. Yeah, I think the queen's watching. I think they're all watching me. Yeah, exactly. Megan's like, can I play myself? Her? She will.
2: <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I feel like Kate Milton's like,
0: meh. Oh, she's watching it. She's oh, watching. Yeah. yeah, any outsider's watching it. For sure. Philip's not watching it. He's no. barely breathing. <laughs> Philip's dead, yeah. <laughs> I said, you can't convince me he's living. I,
1: I honestly don't think, the, I don't think the queen is watching. I think she Probably barely not. registers what Netflix is. <laughs> I think William and Kate are both watching. Absolutely. But this season
2: must be hard for them with with mummy. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, maybe Kate watched it before. Just like give it the green light, whether it was safe. Yeah.
1: And do you think I they're mean, not listen, caring to it each all. other? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie can't not watch.
0: Oh, oh Megan watching. was binging like the second it came out. She set her oh. alarm clock for midnight LA time the night yeah. it dropped. Yeah. Let's be real.
1: And and and, and who can who can blame her? I mean, this is probably the more information she's getting about her yes. in-laws. I was kept thinking
0: like how much she's resonating with Diana.
1: I mean, it, it it actually if anyone had any confusion about why they left the royal family, <laughs> this should kind of clear things right oh yeah she's feeling super
2: validated while watching this
1: right i mean and the fact that diana was like an aristocratic a white aristocratic woman and then here comes megan from america a black woman i i can't even begin to imagine so you know justice for megan all over again
0: well it's interesting you say that because you know a lot of people are like well megan knew what she was getting into whenever you marry into royalty. But what I really got from Diana in her own words was that you really don't know what you're getting into. Like you can see all the oh, pompous definitely. circumstance and everything from the outside, but until you're on the inside, you have no clue what you have to deal with.
2: But Megan was 20 years older than Diana and True. had a lot more information. You know, I in that way. I I do she was 37 I think when she married her or 36 37 when she married Harry. It's like I don't know. I see I see both sides of that argument. Yes, I'm sure you don't really understand exactly what you're going to go through until you go through it, but you have to have you have the world looking at you in that, you know. You know you're going to be tabloid Butter. fever like you Butter. know you're a black woman going into the royal family i don't know
1: i I get it megan megan probably saw it in the macro and was like you know what i'll get some bad press but i mean like if that were me i would immediately be like well you know i'm gonna be a princess forget about it i'm doing this are you crazy (laughs) and also she's an actress like she wanted to be on the main stage yeah but then when you really think about it like i would crumble at all that attention crumble when you really think about it and maybe she didn't really i mean i guess it's hard to know how what you basically what you guys are saying i just don't know how you could really know how that feels every day
0: yeah but you're not somebody who likes attention i think she liked attention but then realized wow this is not This is not just normal attention, like deal or no deal or suits.
2: (laughs) This is no deal or no no deal suitcase girl job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Listen, give her the credit for suits, okay? You didn't suffer through like 15 seasons of that show. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Can we see her on anything else besides suits and the suitcase show?
0: (laughs) The suitcase show. (laughs) Doesn't she voice some type of Disney movie? Like in the last oh, the elef- year. Yeah, the, the elephant. elephant doc. <laughs> and that's a wrap on Megan's career right now, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but they just had a miscarriage, which is really sad. Oh my God. Her, her, yeah, that article made me really emotional. I, I didn't read she was it. was really
2: poignant. What happened? Oh, I thought it was really just like she talked about, you know, how hard it is right now just in the world. And be, mm. when that reporter asked her, the journalist asked her, are you okay? And she answered like that really caught her off guard. And she was just saying how, you know, it's nice to say to people like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, I thought she just, you know, pulled together her whole experience with her miscarriage, which was obviously really hard with what's going on in the world. And I just thought it was well-written. How many weeks was she? She didn't say. She didn't, she didn't say.
1: I thought it was very sweet. And it made me think of when Angelina wrote, the piece about her getting the BRCA testing and then she got like both her breasts and her ovaries removed and how what an impact that had on us. And I was like, okay, like I can see the comparison here, like, you know, just normalizing miscarriages. And I think it it was really important and, and the impact, I don't think everyone realizes the impact that that article from Angelina Jolie had on us. So I was like, go Megan, thank you. Wow. I didn't think
0: we would end on Angelina since yeah. <laughs> Well, cousin, you never in. know where this. You never know where we'll go. Should we, should we end on a on a rousing game
1: of Evil Dibble? <laughs> All
0: right, Sarah, you start. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so much Ible, out of me. Evil Dibble. Two Evil Dibble. Three. No. Evil One. Evil. Ible- that was good, really good. I'm laughing too hard to do it. I can't, I can't do it. Like, makes me- Please, yours has <laughs>
1: your, yours has its own flavor to it, and I think you, you should.
0: <laughs> your whole face contorts. It's so hard. It takes everything out of me. All right. right, well, All thank right. you, cozies, for doing this as usual. Love it. Love you guys. We'll love, you, love, love you. Love the crown. Love the crown. Thank you, crown. <laughs> Until
2: next season. <laughs> Until love next
1: Tobias. Season. Love you, Bye. Tobias. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye.